You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth down in the Steel City, Greg Finley filling in for Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap, joined by Bella Apple. And Bella, we got a lot to talk about, Steelers and Raiders on Christmas Eve. Quite the football game, quite the night of emotions with Franco Harris being honored, but what a game. The Steelers had to have it, and they were able to pull it off. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a ton of emotions, a ton of excitement, and, you know, stayed in the mix. So what else can you hope for for the Steelers? Uh, I couldn't be more uh, impressed with the way the defense turned everything around. The first drive for Vegas probably could have been the worst uh, defensive drive we've seen this year from the Steelers' defense by way of just how many plays it took uh, Vegas to go down the field. They killed so much clock. And then on third down and 16, after a big play by the Steelers' defense, they gained 17 yards on a running back screen. And so I'm thinking, okay, we can't even stop them on third and 17. This is terrible. Like, this is the way this game's going to go. And then Carr hits Renfro for a touchdown on a play that Sutton should have gotten a hand on it. And Vegas went right down the field and scored. And so I'm thinking, is this how this game's really going to go? Like, is Vegas just going to run right through them? But – No, the Steelers' defense got it together, and you got to give credit where credit's due. You know Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt rallied the troops and said, okay, that's a bad start to this game, but we're going to figure it out. And so they got the car plenty of times with sacks. They got the interceptions that they needed. The defense was huge in this game. I couldn't agree more. I saw that first drive, and I was – I was freaking out. I thought that this game was going to be a long one. You see that third, that running back screen on third and 16, and you think, yeah, we're getting off the field. You're going to, you know, maybe settle for a field goal, maybe not. And especially with the conditions, you never know what's going to happen. It was a windy, snowy night. 
you think that you're going to get off the field. And I could attest as a Steelers fan that watches every game that every time the Steelers run a screen on the third and 16, that does not go anywhere for a first down. But somehow uh, they did it. So perks to them. Then also there was that there was a third and one um, QB sneak. I thought Derek Carr is a bit short. They called him first down, moved the chains. Then on third and six, Sutton should at least make the tackle at the five, six yard line and it should not go for a touchdown, but it does. So you're pretty, pretty upset watching that first drive, especially as a Steelers fan. You know, they couldn't really get anything going on defense. They get the big sack, then they come back from it, et cetera, et cetera. But then, like you said, Cam Hayward just had a career game for the Steelers and a guy that doesn't get recognition. I think, I think the league is kind of caught up to giving him more, per, more recognition than he's gotten in the past. But I think he's honest, he's always slept on. And I think he kind of likes it that way. It gives him that grit, I think, to play with. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Cam, Cam is a team first kind of player, not never about just like his own accolades, but the way that he played in this game and, they get the Derek Carr three times and sack him in huge situations where they needed it. Highsmith got him on a big play that forced a punt. They completely shut down the key players of the Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs, best running back in the league, 15 carries for 44 yards. If you told Mike Tomlin your defense is going to hold Josh Jacobs to 44 yards, no touchdowns, oh, he'll take that seven days out of the week on from his defense. And then – Devontae Adams with just two catches for 15 yards on nine targets. Incredible job by this defense. I, I could not have been more impressed. And when they interviewed them in postgame, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick was like, we knew what the game plan was. It was to take away Devontae Adams with the deep ball because we know that that's what they love to do. They burned them with the deep ball. They double teamed Adams. They kept him at bay. It was fantastic. The one guy I was really worried about was Darren Waller. He had that big catch inside the 20-yard line. But the Steelers' defense held them to a field goal, did not let them get a touchdown. It's 10-3 at halftime. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Now, granted, I wish the Steelers would have put more points on the board because they, there were times where they were in striking distance and continued to settle for three, or it would be a missed field goal. Boswell couldn't read the wind very well. It was blowing to the left. He kicked the ball to the left and missed it a couple of times. But 10-3 at halftime, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Franco's about to get honored and have his jersey retired. They're going to have the montage for him after he passed. It's going to get these guys fired up. Second half comes and the offense remains flat until the final drive of the game. The offense has been the most struggling thing I've seen for sure. And I've heard a lot of criticism about the defense, but once again, the opportunity comes for the offense to get points and they keep kicking field goals until the final drive of the game. Yeah. I think something that is pretty um, standard across Steelers fans can agree that Matt Canada might be the reason that this offense is pretty stifled. I don't know your personal opinions. I could guess it's not that high of an opinion of Matt Canada. I don't have that high of an opinion of him. I think one of the announcers said this game feels like it's called on a Saturday, although it was a Saturday game. They meant mm -hmm. that it's called like a college football game. And there's a big difference between playing a college football scheme versus an NFL scheme. And it seems that everyone in the NFL knows that except for Matt Canada. I think the Steelers as an organization will not make midseason coaching fires, especially such a high position as the offensive coordinator, and especially in a season that, 
technically still hangs in the balance. It's not, you know, a dead in the water situation just yet. So I think that they, as a historic organization, do not make coaching changes, you know, at will, like the way other, a lot of other organizations in the league may. I do not think that we will see Matt Canada come back. I think it's even gotten to the point that announcers are bringing up the criticism of Matt Canada game after game. And I believe that Mike Tomlin's a great coach. He's no idiot. And I think that they're all aware that the offense struggles because of the play calling. They even said that a lot of the play calling on that final drive was Kenny kind of calling the plays in the pocket and obviously executing them as well. But I think it's a bit disappointing to see them on offense, especially because you know how much talent or you see, you get glimpses of it as a Steelers fan watching game in and game out. Even if they're losing, you get glimpses of this talent. You know, George Pickens is making crazy catches every game. Deontay's running backwards and forwards every game and getting first downs, tough third and longs. And then Muth is always in the middle of the field. So I think that there's a lot to like from the Steelers offense as much as there's a lot to hate. Yeah, that couldn't agree more with you there. Uh, the most frustrating thing is just every time they get inside the red zone, they have to settle for three, it feels like. And Kenny Pickett talked about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, it comes down to the point where they need to get the ball to George Pickens more. This guy that's, is a player. That's one of the biggest notes I have in all caps right now is George Pickens the ball. <laughs> Deontay Johnson continues to be the check down option, the safe option, but eventually you need to get the ball in the playmaker's hand. And once again, Pickens only had three catches. He had the touchdown that won them the football game, but it took till the fourth quarter to get him that touchdown. It shouldn't take you that long to get this guy, the football. And it's the most frustrating thing. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve, obviously, during the game, the night game. And we're kind of sitting around eating, drinking, talking to friends and watching the game. My brother looks up and he's like, oh, yeah, another one for Pickens. I said, no, 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 that's his first target in the middle of the first quarter. Maybe it was the end. Um, And he was my brother was like, no, 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 no. He had the ball earlier. And I was like, trust me, he did not. So, (laughs) you know, I think it's definitely a point of emphasis. It seems like the Steelers know it's a point of emphasis because when the game is coming down to the wire, it is going in Pickens direction a lot, which I do love to see. But, you know, like you said, you want to see it early and often and you want to see it all the time. You don't want to see it when you're down and need that desperate touchdown, immaculate reception, if you will. You want to see it start the game. You want to see it middle of the game. You want to see it finishing the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown for Pickens. I thought Najee Harris, now granted he only had 53 yards on the ground, but he added another 42 by way of pass receptions, six catches, 42 yards. Najee ran like a man that was motivated and emotional because he was very close to Franco Harris. And he talked about it in post game about how close they were and how much he respected him. And, you know, it just felt like, Najee was going to make every single play he could and he felt extra motivated because of the conditions of what happened this week but then you look at the weather situation with it being so cold and Najee only getting you know a couple of carries on the first couple of drives I'm thinking wait a minute why are they throwing the ball so much when they should be running the ball 
because it's so cold outside that this is the perfect kind of weather where it's smash mouth football. Give the ball to Najee, let him run some dudes over and move the chains. They only ran the ball one time on the opening drive when they go three and out as they threw the ball, the other two. And so, you know, I, I didn't like that game plan. Again, we talk about Matt Canada. They threw the ball 39 times in this game. Najee ran the ball 16. Jalen Warren ran it six times. I, mean, I get it. You have to throw the ball eventually, but against this Raiders defense, I thought they could have ran the ball more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that Najee's another one of those guys that he's obviously super young, but he's become sort of a veteran presence in this locker room that's filled with young offensive guys. And you see him grinding day in and day out. And he's one of those people that you can just feel from watching, if you watch the interviews, even if just watching him play, that he is out there to play a game and he's out there to win a game. And he is not playing or running to, you know, make excuses or anything like that. Early on in the season when the running game wasn't there, he would never blame his offensive line that probably probably wasn't that great if we are looking at the real stats of it but he would never blame them when Najee took a lot of heat when Jalen Warren started taking carries from him he was never upset about it he's definitely a team first guy definitely a grind and pound runner like you said you need to have in these winter games I was a little disappointed to not see him get more carries I was really happy at the end of the game to see him getting into that pass game because I do think that's almost an underappreciated element of his game is that he is actually a really good receiving back and like they always say get your playmakers in open space let them make plays um so I do think that you know as like you said in a winter game like that you want to run the ball more but you know all's well that ends well and maybe next time when it's as snowy and cold as it was they'll you know heat our advice and run the ball a little bit more how cool was that hurdle that he had at the end <laughs> no me I am I am not a fan of hurdling because of the risk reward opportunity of getting hurt except for when that hurdle happened I think that Najee is always trying to jump I mean, it's kind of a trend at this point but she's actually quite good at it so maybe I should you know rethink my thinking on it but every time a guy goes up I'm like hold my breath until they hit the ground safely but that hurdle was amazing and I think that he definitely gets a lot of reps in it I see it all the time from him and I'm sure he gets even more in practice so I was happy to see him go up and get over and you know get some more yards yeah, he did it a lot in Alabama, but they, they asked him in post game, like, how much does it open up the offense with your pass catching ability? And, you know, it, obviously it opens it up a ton because he can go out and make plays. Now you have another check down option with Najee whenever the receivers are covered. Um, it, that final drive, though, incredible job by Kenny Pickett. I thought that you know, the first three quarters, I get it. The weather was cold. I don't know how many times you can make that excuse, though, in a football game because the Raiders had the lead most of this game, so they were able to do something. They weren't able to do much, but they were able to get a touchdown. The Steelers kicked yeah, kick two field goals. They missed two field goals. We go to the fourth quarter, and, you know, it's still at the point where it's 10-3. They get the field goal. It's 10-6. They get another turnover. They get another turnover, and they can't score from it. And that was the most frustrating thing. How many times did this team get turnovers? Three, and they couldn't get a touchdown from uh, the first two. The last one was on the final drive of the game where they ran out the clock. But Kenny Pickett in that final drive hit Fryermuth a couple of times, which they need to get him the ball more. He's such a playmaker on this team. Seven catches, 66 yards. You got to get him the ball. He needs 10 targets a game at least. He had zero two weeks ago. I'm thankful that they got him the ball more. 
even though he dropped that one inside in the end zone on that drive that they had to settle for the field goal, you got to keep going to the guy. And so I'm glad that they did. He made some big catches that extended drives. Kenny on that fourth down and one QB sneak, you knew he was going to get it, but my goodness, was it close. And so, you know, I'm thinking, are we really going to lose on a quarterback sneak getting stuffed? But he got it, extra effort, nicely done by him. And then he finally hits Pickens. Pickens goes with the slant route in the end zone. Kenny finds him perfectly. Fantastic final drive by Pickett, and he continues to take those steps forward, I thought. I think that there was not a more perfect ending to the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception than a game-winning touchdown in the last minute of play. I know Tomlin said he wouldn't even put it in the same city, not even the same town, not the same city as the Immaculate Reception, which I would agree it had a a touch less drama than that one. (laughs) But I think that there's no better ending. There was We talked about it before the game on Friday. We chatted about how this game was just set up for the Steelers to win with the passing of Franco, with the honoring of the – with the retiring of his jersey, the honoring of the play at halftime this was set up to win and like you said I think that Kenny found his playmakers may got them the ball in opportune opportunities that you know they were able to go out and make the plays and I think that as a young quarterback it's hard to understand you don't have to do everything you have to give it to the guys that are paid to do everything and that's the biggest role I think that there was one play that I know I think Kenny has made a lot of strides in his decision making I think he does get better every single game which is all you can ask for your rookie quarterback to do especially missing a couple of t- a little bit of time this season with those concussion issues. I think the one play that I was a little upset with him was the third and two that became a fourth and two on, um, it was about four minutes left. It was the drive before um, the final drive the Steelers had. They got the ball back. There's about five minutes left. You think they have to score here. It's basically over. They had to burn a timeout in the third quarter. So they didn't have their three timeouts, you know, to stop the clock against the Raiders. And you see Kenny and he just, I love his ability to keep his eyes down the field and not just take off and run for it because I think that's a problem that rookie quarterbacks have to learn through. But I also think that there are some opportunities where you can trust your legs. If there's not a spy on you, go out and get that first down. Like the old cliche, live to fight another down. You get that first down, keep the chains moving, and you keep the ball moving. But instead, he tried to flip it to a dump off to Najee. It gets blocked. It almost gets intercepted. It becomes a mess. Luckily, it doesn't. It falls to the ground. No harm, no foul, I guess. They punt it back. They pin him deep. They go three and out. Big play by Cam, obviously. And then they get the ball back and are able to have that final drive. But I think in film, I think even Kenny would agree, you know, the occasions that he is not using his legs, there are a couple that he could. But I think he also does a great job of, you know, keeping his eyes downfield and kind of developed in that way. Because I think earlier on in the season and definitely at Pitt, he definitely relied on his legs a bit more than you maybe want your starting quarterback to do. And you've taken a bit more hits than you want him to take. So I do love his ability to keep his eyes downfield as the pocket collapses and he moves around. But I think that there are some situations that he could do a little bit better at, you know, realizing there's not a guy within five yards. I mean, I'm going to get this two yards. I'm going to pick up this first down and I'll throw it to my playmakers on the next drive or the next play. Yep. I agree. He was able to be mistake free minus the one interception to Perryman but more often than not, when the rush came after him, he would throw the ball away. That got a little frustrating when he did it two plays in a row and they had to punt because of it. But, you know, it, it, it gets back to the point of why weren't they running the football more? Why were they relying so much on him throwing the ball? But 
it worked out in that final drive. They were able to pull out a victory. They scored 13 points, which is exactly what happened in the Immaculate Reception game, which is crazy. And, uh, you know, a come-from-behind win. The defense bailed this offense out so much. I want to talk about that more when we come back. Fourth down in the Steel City. We'll be right back. <laughs> 